Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Wilna, for hosting us and just being the, the friends and, and that you are and coming alongside us and supporting us in, in all that you do. Um, for those of you who do not know us, we are Greg and Jean Hines, <laughs> and we live and serve full-time in Honduras. And um, in Honduras, when we gather to, uh, for sermons and for praise and worship, we greet each other by saying either God bless you or just blessings. So I want to start by saying God bless you. I also want to say thank you to Pastor Ridge and all of you here at Memorial Baptist for all that you do to support us in, in all the ways that you do. Because as we say many, many times, we can't do what we do without all of you who come alongside us and serve with us, whether you actually come to Honduras or what you're doing here um, back in the States. You are serving with us, and we want to thank each and every one of you for that. So... Um, Again, I just want to thank you for all of that, and Greg is going to share more about all that God's doing in Honduras, what he has done, and what he continues to do, so I'm not going to take any more time and, and turn it over to Greg. I'm going to transition into, into, a, into a word this morning. Um, the title of, of the message is Follow Me, and I want to do something maybe a little bit different. Um, what I want to do is I just want to read some scriptures. You don't have to turn in your Bibles. You don't have to, to do all that. I want to just read some scriptures. I want you, I want you to hear God's word. Let it soak into your, your mind and your heart and your spirit. If you want to close your eyes, if that will make you concentrate, help you concentrate better, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. If you leave your eyes open, you're not going to miss anything exciting up here. Don't worry. Um, but uh, I just want to read some scriptures as we, as we move into the message today. So... Psalm 96.3, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. First Chronicles 16, 23, and 24, sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 13, 47. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Mark 16, 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Romans 10, 13 and 14. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Matthew twenty four fourteen. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Mark thirteen ten. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Acts 13, 2 and 3. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And our last verses, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let's pray. My Father, we thank you so much for being here today, Lord. We thank you for your word that uh, you wrote and you preserved for us and you've left for us, Lord. We're grateful for this incredible treasure that we have. We're grateful for the fact that you love us, the fact that you've forgiven us. We're grateful for the fact that you have chosen to work through us to advance your purposes and to advance your kingdom here on earth. So Lord, I pray for for our time here today. I pray that as we continue, um, that um, we will bring you the glory and honor uh, that you so richly deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first Friday we were stateside, uh, I went up to the North Georgia mountains uh, to give an update to a men's group that I've, that I've had a privilege of being a part of for uh, many years. Jean went up with me and she hung out at the huddle house because we had plans to meet another couple afterwards, uh, after the men's meeting. Um, and Jean usually gets to share about what God is doing in Honduras with the waitresses while she's there. So God uses the time well for both of us. Um, so I picked her up after, uh, after the men's group meeting and, um, we ran into a, another gentleman, uh, a little bit older gentleman, a little bit older than me anyway, uh, as I move on a little bit older is, is changing in definition. So, um, so anyway, a little bit older gentleman who needed help. And actually, um, we needed help too, because, we pulled up to the restaurant and we were all standing outside a door that said we're closed. Um, that had never happened with this restaurant before. So, um, uh, conversation, a, a short conversation got started. I don't know this man, but I recognized him as being at the men's group meeting that morning. So we started talking a little bit outside the parking lot and, and he, he told us that many years ago he had taken a short-term mission trip um, to another country, somewhere in Africa. Um, I, I, I'm sure it was. I don't remember which country exactly, but um, he took a trip to Africa. Um, he was there for a few weeks, and he told us that God really touched his heart. He returned from the trip and told his wife that he thought that God might be calling him to be a missionary in Africa. He told us that his wife immediately said, no, he isn't, and that was the end of the conversation. Um, I can't say with any certainty that God was calling this man to follow him to overseas missions in, in Africa. Um, or maybe he was reacting, uh, you know, maybe a little bit emotionally to the experience. That's understandable. That happens um, on short-term mission trips sometimes. I can't say. Okay. I can't say with any certainty why his wife was immediately against the idea of, 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 uh, of him becoming a missionary and serving in Africa. And I can't say why by his telling um, why that that was the only conversation they ever had about it. But he was very clear. That was the one and only time that he and his wife ever talked about, about that. But what I can say with certainty is this. I can say that the regret of this man and the sense of him missing an opportunity was evident. And, and his sadness struck me deeply. Um, I would like to, to, to say gently... Yeah, I, in my notes here, I wrote down, you know, I, I, I use the phrase stepping on toes. Do you hate when people say, I don't want to step on your toes? What does it mean? It means I really want to step on your toes, right? Okay, so, I, so I'm not going to say that. Um, but I do want to ask seriously, um, parents, husbands, wives, grandparents, 
if one of your family members comes up to you and says that they think that God might be calling them to, to serve him full-time in, in missions ministry, um, don't react right away. Take some time, walk through it with them, and see what the Lord's up to. Um, I'd just like to ask you, ask all, ask you all to consider that. Um, in the Gospels, Jesus often said, follow me. Two very small words, but very significant words. Follow me. They immediately bring some questions to mind. What does it take to follow Jesus? Is it complicated? Is it only for the select few? Is there an exception clause? So keep these questions in mind as we, as we work through the rest of the message this morning. The first thing that it takes, and this is the things that I share with you is not an all, it's not an exhaustive list. Um, you may come up to me later on and say, well, you didn't say this and this and this and this. Well, that's okay, You're, you, and, and you would probably be right. It's not an exhaustive, exhaustive list. The first thing that it takes simply is this, be willing. Two more small words with big meaning. Just be willing. Uh, turn in your Bibles um, or look them up on your screens or however, however everybody does that nowadays. I'm, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I got my Bible. I have to be careful because my Bible is also falling apart. So I got to be careful about how I turn to my Bible or a bunch of it might end up in the floor. But turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 18. And in verse 18, we come across the story that I think is, is uh, pretty familiar to most of us. We can do like they do in Honduras. You know, when they tell us to turn to a Bible passage um, and they'll wait a minute and then they'll, they'll say, when, when you get there, when you got it, say amen. So, so give, give me a few amens that you found it. All right, good. Then we're going we're gonna to continue on. Okay, so, so we find the encounter between Jesus and, and a man uh, typically identified as the rich young ruler in most Bible translations. Yeah, I, I think you guys all know the story pretty well. This man came to Jesus wanting to know how to receive eternal life. Considering what would happen to him when he dies was a good place for him to be. Uh, even if we're young, I think we should all give pretty serious consideration to, to what's going to happen to us when we die. Um, Jesus, knowing his heart, gave him the answer he was expecting. He simply said, follow the rules. The man, I imagine, somewhat proudly perhaps, but I can't say for sure, responded that he had followed the rules since he was a child. The implication seems to be that he did it perfectly, which was obviously not the case. Um, Jesus chose not to challenge him on this point, although he easily could have. Instead, Jesus, again, knowing this man's heart, touched on the one thing that was holding the man back, his possessions, his wealth, the things that the man relied on for his safety, his security, and his comfort. Follow me, Jesus said to the man. Give up your worldly possessions and follow me. You guys know how the story ends. The Bible says the man walked away sad. He was not willing. He liked the idea of following Jesus, it would seem. He knew it was the right thing to do but he was not willing. And he was not willing to follow Jesus on Jesus' terms. Okay? And make no mistake, when Jesus calls us to follow him, we have to follow Jesus on his terms. Jesus is the Lord. He sets the terms. So be willing. So let me ask you another question. What is it that might be holding you back? 
that might be holding you back and maybe causing a sense of not being willing to follow Jesus. Okay? The second thing that I think it takes to follow Jesus is we have to be moving. We have to be active. If you sense God's leading you into missions, get moving about it. Okay, so today when we leave, I want us all to do something. So I want us to all go get out in our cars, start the engine, don't put it in in drive, or if you have a stick shift, don't put it in first gear, just leave it in park or leave it in neutral. And while you're sitting there thinking about where you want to go for lunch, start turning the wheel just a little bit. Okay? Then turn the wheel a little bit more. Turn it faster. You can even go hand over hand and turn it all the way until it stops. I don't care. Just keep on going. Just turn that wheel faster and faster and faster and faster, both directions, all the way. What's going to happen? Your arms are going to be tired. Um, you, might even, you might even leave little black spots on the asphalt where, from your wheels turning around. Um, um, wouldn't it be funny to see a whole bunch of little black spots all over the parking lot after we leave today? I don't know, maybe not. Maybe not to the pastor and the facilities guy. Maybe they don't think it's so funny. Maybe this isn't such a good illustration after all. Um, so we'll pray for rain to, to come and wash the black spots out of the parking lot away. Um, but, um, but at the end of all of that, your car will be in the exact same place that it was. You'll be no closer to lunch. You'll have wasted a bunch of time and energy while going nowhere because obviously you can't steer a parked car. Okay? Proverbs 69, uh, one of my favorite Proverbs and in all the book of Proverbs, says that the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. It doesn't say that the Lord makes a man take steps. It says that he directs the man's steps. And to direct something implies that there's already movement taking place. We direct the movement of our cars with the steering wheel only when the car is moving. So be willing, be active. All right? So you guys remember in Acts 12, you don't have to turn there. You can if you want, but you don't have to. So you guys remember in Acts 12, another example of, of, of being active. So Peter was in jail. He's sleeping. And the angel appears to him. So what's the first thing the angel did? The Bible says the angel kicked him. All right. I don't know why I think that's funny, but I think it's funny that an angel came up and kicked Peter. I mean, did, did the angel just kind of do like one of these, you know, and kind of nudge? Peter. I don't know. Was Peter a heavy sleeper? I don't know. Or did the angel, you know, I'd have to really give him a whack to get him up. I have no idea. I just think it's funny that an angel kicked somebody. So the Bible says the angel kicked Peter. And what happened? He told Peter, get up. Get dressed. Follow me. What if Peter didn't want to get up? What if he just sat there? What if he just kept on sleeping? Well, he'd been dead. Okay? We have got to be active. We've got to be moving. Um, and don't expect God to just poof you into being a missionary. Uh, it, it's not going to happen that way. Um, you've got to be willing and moving in order for God to, to, to work in your life. Okay, so, wow. My timekeeper tells me I'm almost out of time. I've got to fly. All right, so... Um, and so uh, Gene and I are very ordinary people, if you haven't figured that out already. 
Um, we lived ordinary lives. I was an accountant. Um, Gene worked in sales and, and, and accounting as well. Um, we were managers and directors at one time or another in our careers. Um, we had corporate office jobs, worked at manufacturing places. We got up in the morning, we went to work, we came home, we went to sleep, we got up, we went to work, we came home, we went to sleep. You know, that was what we did. Um, uh, we took vacations, but not many. People that know us well know we don't do vacation well. Um, we were successful, however. We were middle-class successful, defined by the American dream. Um, in our church, we began participating in a local ministry where we did exterior repairs and painting of widow women's homes. Um, uh, so we shared the love of Christ in practical ways, um, and the gospel was shared in words. Um, then from there, we began participating with another local ministry and apartment complexes in, in the international community, a place outside of Atlanta where literally hundreds of languages and cultures are represented. We attended the annual missions conferences at our church. We heard from missionaries. We talked to missionaries at their tables outside afterwards. Um, we hosted a missionary in our home. And guess what we learned when we hosted the missionary at our home? We learned that he was a really regular guy. Steve was a computer programmer using the skills that God gave him, writing code for Wycliffe so that the Bible can be translated into, uh, language, into indigenous languages spoken all around the world. Then we prayed for people that were going on short-term mission trips, like Joel and Wilna. We supported people going on short-term mission trips. Then we took our first short-term mission trip. Time does not permit me to go into all the details about how the Lord directed our steps from that point forward um, uh, to today. Um, there were more short-term mission trips until the time that God led us to Honduras. There was a step-by-step -step process that God's leading us through as we minister in Honduras, and so it goes. Okay, it's obvious that not everyone is called to go overseas to be a missionary. Okay, and what is a missionary anyway? A missionary is simply one who goes around telling people about Jesus. Okay, everybody's not going to be called to go over to Honduras to be missionaries like Gene and I. If everybody went to Honduras, how are people in the rest of the world, including the U.S., going to hear about Jesus? Okay, so that's clearly not the case. But everyone has a missionary calling. Everyone has something to do to help advance God's kingdom. Everyone is called to tell others about Jesus. Don't believe me? Turn your Bibles to John chapter 17. Or look it up on your screens. Give me an amen when, when enough of you are there. Wait a minute, I guess that means I got to turn to it too. Okay, hang on. Amen. amen. John 17, verse 18 Jesus speaking, as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. Wow, so far so good. Jesus is speaking directly to the disciples that are in front of him, right? Let's read on. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. There is no exception clause. There is no free pass. Do you believe in Jesus? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, the Bible says. Every one of us here who believes in Jesus, and if you don't believe in Jesus, if you've not received him as your Lord and Savior, or if you're not sure that you've received him as your Lord and Savior, then I would strongly encourage you to take care of that today. Um, 
But every one of us who believes in Jesus believes because of the words that we heard from someone who heard from someone else, who heard from someone else, who heard from someone else, going all the way back to the disciples that Jesus was speaking directly to in these verses. So, for the believer, God, are you calling me to, are you calling me to participate in missions? Okay, the answer is yes. We stop asking that question. We all have a calling to participate in missions. The question is this, God, what am I supposed to be doing to serve you in missions? That's the question that we should all be asking as followers of Christ. Once you are truly willing to serve God as a missionary, take action. Give the Lord the opportunity to direct your steps. Um, you'll make mistakes. Gene and I have made mistakes, and we're we going to make more mistakes. That's pretty much guaranteed. But God factored in our mistakes. He factored in our weaknesses. He factored all that in long before he called us to do what we do. And he's factored all of yours in, too. If you can't go, you can give. If you can't give, you can pray. There's something for everybody to do. Uh, in missions, as ones who have gone, we can assure you that we can't and don't do what we do without the prayers and the generosity of the saints here in the United States. So to follow Jesus, it takes being willing and being active. It's not nearly as complicated as some might make it out to be. Um, God calls everyone to follow him. There's no exception. So you are called to be a missionary. I respectfully say, don't just sit around talking and thinking about it. That's the same thing as going out and sitting in your parked car this afternoon and cranking that wheel back and forth. You can crank that wheel all you want. You ain't going anywhere, all right? If you sit around and talk about going, if you like the idea of going and being a missionary, but you just talk about it and you just think about it, remember, God's not going to poof you into being a missionary. Be active, be willing. Let the Lord direct your steps, and he will be faithful to do that. So thank you all so much. Joel, I'm going to hand it over to you.